0: And we are back here on Real Presence Live, as the good man Bob Roars, the voice of Real Presence Radio said. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Brad Gray. And we are excited to be with you. We just finished up a great conversation with Dr. Della Martinson of Catholic Charities, North Dakota, about telehealth services. And we are going to be heading into uh, another really important conversation uh, that we haven't had a lot on the air, but I think is one to be had every every now and again. Uh, but I do want to let those uh, listeners know if you you have any kids or, or, um, you know, people who might, uh, be sensitive to the topic on pornography to probably send them away now or, mm-hmm. or maybe turn off the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Therese is great about getting the podcasts up in the afternoon. So you can always come back and, and listen to this, but it is a more sensitive topic. Um, and to sensitive listeners, it might be good to, uh, just, yeah. You know, take take care and uh, and
1: and pick up the podcast. But it's an important one that really needs to be addressed. It is,
0: and and we've got a great guy on with us now, Jeff Bates, who's a Catholic counselor, owner of uh, Vita Counseling, and uh, he's going to talk a little more about that. But just maybe, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about yourself, Jeff, for our listeners.
2: Okay. Uh, yes, uh, I do own uh, Vita Counseling. It's, it's uh, counseling that I set up five years ago. Um, before that, I uh, had various other jobs. I started out life being a farmer, and from there, I worked various different jobs. But it wasn't until I uh, started working with uh, sex offenders that I kind of grew into this deep, dark world of pornography. Um, and it's it's a real scary place. But I, I realized when I was working with those guys that uh, this is a huge issue. Mm-hmm. And when I started up my my practice it it became one of the one of the big things that I would would see a lot of a lot of people it's not both men and women um, When I first started out, it was more like seventy uh, percent men, thirty percent females and and that that is going up now because uh, the porn industry is kind of tailoring it to more women
0: mm-hmm. that's surprising mm-hmm. I, I would guess a lot of people listening this morning wouldn't think that but but can you just expand on that just a little more?
2: Well, it, it's kind of an untapped market. They, they probably feel like they have uh, a huge enough uh, no. uh, male population listening, so they make the more storylines that would, would uh, and I know I'm, I'm talking more stereotypical here, but that would bring more women in, mm. to, in you know, to watch it. You know? mm. And, and it's, uh, it's, really, it's really scary because uh, pornography, um, I say it's got the five A's. That make it so hard. Like, number one, um, it's accessible. Um, over 80% of porn these days is viewed on a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Now, a cell phone is something you have with you almost 24-7. You take it with you wherever you go. Um, the second A is it's affordable, and in many cases, it's even free. Right. Um, it's anonymous. Uh, uh, you're, you're watching on a screen. Nobody can see you, um, although there may be some... Some people tracking, watching, we don't yeah, know. Right, right. <laughs> uh, the fourth one is it's aggressive. Um, and that's, that's something that where it really gets into relationships where it's a lot more violent and opens mm-hmm. relationships up to um, a lot more devious things. And, uh, and sadly, the fifth A is it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had mm-hmm. clients actually tell me that other therapists have told them as a couple to watch pornography to quote-unquote spice it up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and that makes it really hard because, you know, it, it it's uh, you're dealing with enough issues, and then on top of that, we throw in this uh, coronavirus, mm-hmm. yeah. where people are stuck at home. They can't go out. They can't do things. And as a matter of fact, uh, the largest uh, pornography supplier has uh, actually boasted that they're. Uh, profits are up 18% really? since COVID started. Wow. Yeah. So, And that's just the people who are paying for it. So, Well,
1: that kind of all plays into the dynamics that contribute to people falling, right? I mean, because a lot of times mm-hmm. people that, that consume pornography, a lot of them are not happy about that, right? right. They want out of there but there are all kinds of triggers and a lot of those things can be that isolation it can be distress or Mm -hmm. uh, stress or or being up late or right i mean there are different things that a lot of that has kind of been accentuated through the the pandemic and the shutdown right Mm
2: -hmm. yeah the, the two major uh triggers for for people are boredom and uh you know, not having, uh, keeping their time busy, hmm. and then stress. And we have both of those uh, right. with this pandemic.
0: Right. So let's talk about uh, this working through uh, pornography, addiction, and marriage. And obviously the first part is the discovery, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a little bit about that because, <clears throat> you know, I think one thing that might not be known to a lot of wives if they discover is that this is a problem that has been going on for many years, sometime all the way back to adolescence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and discovery is a big thing because, uh, number one, it it shines a light on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, pornography, uh, pornography abuse, and addiction uh, operates in the darkness, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a big secret. And uh, once it's discovered and it comes out into the open, um, trust is shattered in a relationship. Um, You know, intimacy is sacrificed uh, because... True intimacy, uh, you know, involves being known fully to one another. It's, it's uh, similar to what the Bible says, then I shall know fully even as I have been fully known. Hmm. When you think about intimacy, um, you know, in to me see, you know, it, it sounds like uh, you being known by one another. Vulnerability. Right. You know? right. And secrets hide that. <laughs> secrets destroy intimacy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, and, and so then with the discovery, there's, there's a destruction in itself, right? So it's a good thing that it comes to light. We, mm-hmm. want, that, we want that to happen because in the light is where God is, right? But, mm-hmm. there, but there is a, de- a destruction and a, a breaking down that can sometimes happen in that discovery. Can you speak to that a little bit?
2: Yeah, um, it, because once the, the secret is out, um, it has to stay out. And uh, that means uh, total transparency. Um, If somebody, you know, wants to see your phone, you have to show them your phone. And I I tell people, uh, they say, well, what can I do? You know, it's like you have to be totally open about everything. Uh, You have to, um, you know, like I said, you have to show show, uh, your phone what are your passwords. And then you have to be consistent Mm -hmm. because uh, if they start seeing your spouse going back to some of the old behaviors. Um, trust is going to, you know, right away go down. People are going to look for little things uh, because you're under the spotlight and you should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had one client tell me that, oh, geez, I've been clean for, for two months, you know, and it's say, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe come back to me in a year and two months. Yeah, right. And, uh, but, you know, you need, to, you need to be open and out front and, and don't go back to those secretive behaviors because that's going to cue them.
1: So there, there are things that really both parties need to be able to work on as they're going to try to heal and recover from, uh, you know, pornography, the discovery, and so on, right? there's, there's the stuff that the, the, uh, I don't know if I'd say addict, but the person who who's been viewing pornography has to work on in order to restore that trust. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that the the, the spouse needs to do um, to begin to? open up to that? To, you know, what are the, kind of the, some of the steps that you might recommend for someone who's discovered that their spouse has been uh, viewing pornography?
2: Well, the number one thing that I, I tell them not to do, mm-hmm. um, like a spouse, um, one, of the, one of the main things we have people do is is put uh, uh, something like Covenant Eyes on their phone, a filter system, mm-hmm. and then they get accountability partners. And I don't want the spouse to be an accountability sure. partner. Why because is Because it, it's not their job to be a policeman. You know, and that right away puts them in a different position. They're not supportive. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're looking for, uh, you know, if somebody messes up or not.
1: The dynamic of their relationship has changed, mm-hmm. right? Right. Not one of peers, but one of kind of the investigator and, and the, that being investigated.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and you know, you mentioned the spouse. Uh, a lot of times, uh, there are things for the person watching porn. I mean, I recommend that they go into a group or they see a therapist. Uh, and, and a lot of times the, the spouse uh, is, is just left there alone. Mm. You know, and there are groups There are groups for, for the spouses as well.
0: Mm.
2: You know, they're hard to find, and a lot of times you have to find them online, which is another problem because mm. online a lot of times is part of the problem. Mm. Sure. But, uh, you know, they need to have somebody to talk to as well. That's why I, you know, suggest a therapist uh, for both parties, uh, right. somebody to talk to. Right. Yep. If you're just tuning in, we're
0: visiting with Jeff Bates, a Catholic counselor, owner of Vita Counseling here in Fargo. And we're visiting about uh, pornography addiction and marriage and, and the, the hurts, uh, but then also how we can find healing and, and be able to you know move on and, and grow as a married couple. And that's a conversation we'll continue on the other side of the break. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back in just a couple minutes.
3: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
2: The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco.
3: Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio, with today's Plan Giving Minute. This is Real Presence Live
2: on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and
3: guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by Brad Gray. And we are coming to you live from the Fargo Studios Mm -hmm. of the Real Presence Radio Network. And we're having a conversation this morning about uh, pornography addiction in marriage And uh, we're visiting with Jeff Bates, who we'll be back with in just a moment. I do want to offer another disclaimer, though. If you do have children or people who might be sensitive to this topic in the room, now would be a good time to probably shut off the radio uh, and listen to the podcast a little later. Obviously, we don't want to cause any scandal or Mm -hmm. or loss of innocence uh, in this conversation, but we feel it is an important one to have um, because there are people out there struggling with that. So, again, just now might be a good time to to find the... uh, um, whatever else you want to listen to, mm-hmm. um, but then come back for the podcast and listen to the discussion. We also have another segment with Dr. James Link talking about hopefulness coming up at 10. So if you want to tune back in at 10, yep. that'd be a great Absolutely. idea. Absolutely. So, uh, Jeff, thanks again for being on with us this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before the break, we were talking about you know the discovery portion, right? Uh, and I would guess there are women listening right now who have discovered their husband looking at pornography or men who have discovered their wives, or men who have discovered yep. their wives. Right. Cause you said that's, that's a growing, uh, trend as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, for a spouse who has discovered a, their spouse looking at pornography, uh, they might be struggling to process the emotions. They might right. be, they crushed, you know, mm-hmm. understand, like trying to figure out why, you know, what it is like, what would you say to them if they have recently discovered or, or are working with their spouse through this, uh, and it seems to be something that is just a struggle?
2: Right, and it's, it's going to be a struggle because a lot of times they'll look at it like, well, aren't I enough,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: and uh, it really it has nothing to do with them. Um, mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with their sex lives. Um, it's something that uh, a lot of times a husband or wife will bring into the relationship, um, and most spouses actually do view it as cheating.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so you, you have that whole element that comes and, in. And Jesus did too, right? I mean, if you look <laughs> at another
1: woman with lust <laughs> in your heart, you've
2: already committed adultery. So mm-hmm.
1: we, we certainly don't want to belittle this, no, but, right? But we want to offer words of hope.
2: Right. And uh, the words of hope are are that this is something that can be overcome. And a lot of times, you know, um, I hate to say this, but it does bring people closer together. And mm. the reason why I hate to say this is because when you say it to somebody, they, their first reaction, they're coming from a lot of hurt and a lot mm. of pain. They're, they're not going to see that. Right. But uh, when you open up a relationship to the light... It 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 brings it brings a lot of good things into the relationship, uh, things that were bad to begin with, and and you're actually cleaning out that relationship and you're purifying it, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that you you can live uh, a holy relationship. Um, so you know there is hope, and uh, but it's not a quick fix. Uh, this is something that takes a a long time to deal with. Uh, this isn't a problem that started you know, when they get and got engaged or get married, and a lot of times marriage is not a cure. Yeah, we were talking between the break. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, it'll cure if loneliness is something uh, or the intimate relationship that's not sexual. It brings that into the relationship, but it's, it's not a cure for uh, an addiction, you know, but it, it, it definitely having a spouse, a supportive spouse with you is very helpful Uh, but right away when a spouse is feeling hurt from right away discovering this, they're, they're not going to see that, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully, um, you know, they can stick it out. They can work this together and they, they can solve this.
1: I think that you just made an important point there, Jeff, uh, about, I think there is a a real common mindset for people that, you know, once we get married, this is going to go away. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's certainly no guarantee, <laughs> no. right? I mean, especially because the reality is the, the problem with pornography is that it feeds lust in our hearts. And the difference right. between love and lust is love is that which seeks to give to my beloved, mm-hmm. whereas lust is that which seeks to take for myself. Right. And oftentimes at the expense of even the personhood of the other. You know, the, mm-hmm. I've, I've often talked with, With friends saying, you know, the the issue with, and and John Paul said this, right? John Mm -hmm. Paul said that the problem with pornography is not that it shows too much, but that it shows too little. It reduces the person to a thing that I look at. Mm -hmm. And it's phony. It's fake. It's counterfeit. And and so if that's my way of interacting mm -hmm. with another person is to look at them for the purpose of my own gratification, that can mm-hmm. be a dangerous
2: dynamic in marriage as well, right? It is. And uh, it, it'll destroy a marriage yeah. um, because you're not, you're not getting the giving aspect of it. Uh, pornography brings out the selfishness. Mm-hmm. Um, the people want to satisfy themselves, not their spouse. Uh, it, it, it's totally self-centered. And,
1: and unconsciously oftentimes. Mm-hmm. I, I remember hearing this story that Father Sean Kilcalley, the family life director in Lincoln, who does a lot of work with... Mm-hmm. Great the guy. Realm. I yeah. love him. He, he talks about this story of a, of a guy who had, you know, kind of uh, through counseling with him, the guy didn't even think that he had a problem, even though he was viewing pornography every day. Right. Um, wow. And so Father Kilcully, as he's working with him and helping him to, to climb out of this, you know, after something like three months, he was driving with his son, you know, it might have been a 10, 12-year-old boy. And the, the son looks up at his dad and he says, I like the new dad. And he's like, what? You know, said, no, no, don't get me wrong. I like my I like the old dad before, but I really like the new dad. And and what it what what he was speaking to there was that his father was able to be more emotionally available right. to him because he's not so saturated with self uh, consumption, with mm-hmm. with you know being so selfish, as you say, that unconsciously uh, as he stepped out of that he had the ability to be more more generous more present more aware and more loving to to others not merely his spouse but his children as well
2: mm-hmm. and, and pornography uh, twists that relationship it it twists the 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 sexual relationship um because a married couple um you know by god means experiencing physical pleasure together and at the deepest level, and it's not this this counterfeit mm. that you get with the self centered version. Right. If
0: you're just tuning in, we're visiting with Jeff Bates of Vita Counseling about uh, pornography addiction and marriage. Obviously, there's the discovery, but then you know how to work through that is kind of the part we're talking about now. Jeff, you were mentioning a little earlier about uh, a supportive spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Which is kind of interesting when you, when you're talking about you know the the initial discovery of, <laughs> yeah. uh, because it can be very crushing to that spouse, mm-hmm. um, and you know one of the things I, I think this is a great tie in with what you do, Brad, you work a lot with retrovi program, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know there there's a lot of uh, pornography involved in in the breakdown of marriages, yep. so maybe describe uh, for us a little bit about. What does a supportive spouse look like? Because it's not going to be like, okay, we're gonna we're we're gonna do that you know with a yep. smile, uh, we're we're gonna get through it. Maybe maybe some have that grace, but a lot of times it's probably not going to be that way.
2: No, and uh, because once once you are first hurt initially, you know you're not going to look at your spouse as a, as a wounded person either. You know you're going to uh, think about you know what's this doing to me. And the relationship and the kids and the family and, and you know and, and everything and and once the, that secret is out you know then then you can kind of uh, you know start on the road to recovery, the healing aspect, mm-hmm. and uh, you 're not going to be one hundred percent gung ho and you know let 's go do this honey um, because there's a lot of uh, a lot of things that have to be made up, um, a lot of uh, promises that have been broken and shattered so um at the beginning, um, a supportive spouse is just just going ahead with it. We're going to try to work with this. You know, uh, not, not uh, you know, being super behind it and everything, but, you know, you have to be there and not giving up. You have to realize that there mm-hmm. is hope and that this is a long process. And that, that takes some time. Yes. Months. It's, right. You know, but then... A su- supportive spouse is just somebody who who does ki- kind of keep them accountable. You know, does look at their phone. Don't give them carte blanche with their phone. Mm-hmm. You know, check it out. Um, uh, I think Ronald Reagan called it. You know, um, check but verify or trust but verify. Trust but verify yeah. You know, and that that's what you have to do. And you have to you know hold them accountable. Okay, you're going to see a therapist. You're going to go to uh, meetings. Uh, you know, because there is supportive uh, groups. You know, in the Fargo Moorhead area, I know for sure. Um, they don't advertise, you know, they don't, uh, you have to seek them out and get, you know, permission to join. Mm-hmm, right. um, but they're there. And a wife or, or husband needs to support that, mm-hmm. you know, that they go and they do that. And they're doing what they need to do um, because complacency is, is huge when it comes to addiction. People just, uh, well, uh, you know, I've went two, three months, you know, but we, things are measured in six months, mm-hmm, you know, right. 90 days, a a year a year and a half, you know, those are, are you know, most people don't even get uh, detoxified, yeah. right. you know. You have to go a certain amount of time before you can heal.
0: Right. We just have a couple minutes left here, Jeff, um, and one of the things I want to make sure we hit on in all this is is the need for prayer, because I'm sure when this comes mm-hmm. to light, Satan is going to be screaming oh, yeah. and is going to want to do as much destruction as he can on the way out. So can you talk right. about the need for mm-hmm. the, the spiritual aspect And of I this? would
1: just um, add to that question, too. Um, that Absolutely, that's essential. and That's part of the beauty of what you bring as a Catholic counselor is you have mm-hmm. that as a part of your understanding of the human person. Uh, but there's also that the counterbalance that some people will think that they can just pray the problem away. right? right. So how do, you, how do you navigate that spiritual component of this?
3: Well,
2: um, I'm not one of those guys that sees Satan under every rock, but believe me, he's out there. Mm-hmm. And I tell couples, you have a target on your back. There's somebody that does not want you to succeed. He does not want you to lead... Uh, Christian lives. So, um, prayer is huge. I I often, you know, one of the first things I do is send couples to confession, you Mm -hmm. know. And if they have a spiritual director, that's that's awesome. That's somebody I can work with. Um, But not to tackle this problem alone, you know. Uh, Not to forget that, you know, we have God up there and anything is possible with God.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Are there certain spiritual practices that you suggest? I mean, are there kind of go-tos that you have as far as prayers that you might encourage someone?
2: I always uh I I'm always heavy on novenas. Uh, mm. Our Lady Undoer of Knots is really mm. good for something uh for this problem. Um and I always start my sessions with a prayer, mm. you know, asking the Holy Spirit to come in and enlighten me and enlighten uh them so we say what we need to say and hear what we need to hear.
0: Right. Jeff, uh, we just have uh, about 15 seconds left. Can you just give out your
2: information in case somebody wants to contact you? Yes, I, I'm available uh on the web at VitaCounseling.org, not.com.org org uh, and I am I'm still seeing people I'm trying to get groups started that's a hard thing to do yeah but yeah, <laughs> but, yeah I'm out there and uh, I'm available
0: sounds great thanks so much Jeff well we do have to head to the top of the hour break but up next did you know there are psychological benefits to being hopeful and later how couples struggling with their infer- fertility can help find some healing stay with us that's coming up on real presence live